Did you know that uh, Hamburg tops the German uh, traffic jam rank with uh, people spending up to 130 hours per year in traffic jams in Hamburg. Um, and you know, me sitting here in Belgium and also next to Holland, I know uh, that there are a lot of people who spend a lot of their time commuting, which is a, a very important part actually of our daily work-life balance uh, questions and situations. So with the coronavirus and with all these different trends around CO2 emissions and travel, my guest today is Burkhard Rönnefahrt and he is joining me from Germany to speak about the new Deutsche Bahn initiative, uh, EveryWorks, which is the co-working initiative. Uh, Burkhard is the strategic mind behind Deutsche Bahn's new co-working service, EveryWorks, and for the past two years he's been part of the innovation team at Smart City Deutsche Bahn, Smart City DB, as the director of co-working, where he was, uh, where he is responsible for the development and the expansion of this business, uh, we're going to be speaking about train stations, train travel, the future of train travel, and also their um, signature co-working place, which opened in September uh, this year in Berlin's Central Station and also how he and his team are jointly developing the future and the expansion of the, the EveryWorks co-working spaces around uh, train stations in Germany. Welcome to another episode of the Work Life Hub podcast. Each week we bring you an inspiring guest to help you discover the new world of work and learn how your organization can reach its full potential. Thank you for tuning in and spending some time with us today. To find out more about the Work Life Hub, please go to www.worklifehub.com. Welcome to the listeners of this new episode of the Work Life Hub podcast. I am your host, Agnes Uherecki, and today I have the great pleasure to be joined uh, from Berlin uh, by uh, Burkhard Rönnefahrt, who is uh, going to speak to us about a very exciting initiative um, which is very close to our hearts and definitely, uh, I believe, something on the forefront of, uh, of the future of work. I will let him tell you about it. But before we do that, I already picked up because, you know, before we do the podcast, I always research my guests in advance. And I love it, Bookhead, that on your LinkedIn profile, it says work-ride balance. Um, of course, it's a great uh, you know, very clever play on words on work-life balance, but also, uh, you know, suggesting uh, riding a train um, because that's that's your uh, position. You're you're working at uh, Smart City and uh, the project EveryWorks. So, please tell me a little bit about um, how you got into this. Uh, what were the main trends or driving forces? that led Deutsche Bahn and Smart City to start thinking about co-working spaces and, and integrate uh, this concept uh, together with the, the business that they're doing anyways. Yeah, hello, Agnes. Uh, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure for me. And yes, as you said, um, we, we started this initiative already years ago and um, there, were, there were certain trends. And one of those trends is the major trend that our urban areas are, are dominated by cars and by traffic and by, by traffic jams. 
And well, if you take, for example, Hamburg, um, Hamburg is uh, is like the, the the leading city in Germany within our Stau ranking, which uh, which means like traffic jam ranking. And uh, as a driver within Hamburg, you on on average lose 130 hours per year in traffic jams. And well, this means that that urban areas like Hamburg, but also others uh, like Berlin and Frankfurt, um, they have quite challenges to tackle. And well, as traffic load, uh, CO2 emission and noise emission. Um, that all has a, a, a huge negative impact on, on our personal and working life. And uh, so that's that was our first um, trend that that based all our thoughts on how could we how could we work against that. And uh, well, once in a while I do this nice exercise. Um, and I like that very much. If you just think about closing your eyes for a second and you just imagine your neighborhood and any other beautiful parts in your city uh, without thousands of parking cars. And uh, that is something that uh, always pushes me to, to go forward and, and to, to do more in order to, to get rid of this uh, traffic. And the second driving force um, is, of course, that before Corona, at least, um, there were about 200 million business travels uh, in Germany in one year. And um, Deutsche Bahn, that's what I'm working for, accounts for about a quarter of this volume. So we do speak about 45 million business travels in our train network. And uh, this also includes a huge number of people that are commuting every day from home to office, from office back to home. And uh, usually for the commuting people, that takes more than 45 minutes each day. So all these travelers, they, they have specific needs and they have demands when, when traveling. And we want to offer solutions for, for their problems when traveling. And that is where Smart City DB comes into play. Um, Smart City um, DB aims on, on changing current situations um, by finding solutions for, for the residents uh, in terms of mobility and, and following from that also for improving the entire environment in, in cities especially. So how could listeners um, imagine smart city DB, smart city Deutsche Bahn? Is that like a, a, a startup inside this big um transportation uh, uh, concern is this uh, um, a lab or some kind of incubator and how does this work in in the larger context of deutsche bahn Let, let's put it this way at least we we always feel a little bit like we are a startup uh, within this uh, huge group of deutsche bahn um no but in just from the from the formal perspective um it's a, it's a very agile product development team and uh, Smart City DB, as such, is a is a is a branding. So we uh, we were able to get a, an own branding without our uh, DB group for for this team. And this team is an organi organizational unit of uh, Deutsche Bahn Station und Service, which is uh, uh, that organization and subsidiary in in the DB group, which operates more than five thousand uh, train stations all around Germany. And um, speaking about the, the train stations, 
that is exactly the focus of smart cities ideas and projects the train station and uh, well smart city as i mentioned before is is, is tackling those challenges of of improving train stations uh in order to to develop products which which ideally are are digitally driven and and also time saving for for the user for the end user and well we have we have changed our our perspective on on customers at, at db station and service and in former years we, we thought our clients are only train operators uh, that send the trains into our station and of course that is that is still our core business and it, it's a major part of our business um to earn money with with those station fees but um our perception has has very much changed and now we we understand travelers and and users at, at our train station uh, as our end customer and regardless whether those are private or business travelers and therefore we want to rebuild and reinvent the, the train station as as a mobility hub and as a place where people um like to 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 work but also to be and uh, well, we have a number of different teams at uh, Smart City. Um, we, for example, have a team called Places, a Places team, and they deal with with all questions uh, questions around upgrading the area around uh, train stations. For example, by develop uh, developing and, and providing modern and smart furniture, or organi organizing special pop up stores or events uh, around the train station in order to improve the neighborhood bonding, I would say. And, um, but besides that, we also have logistical, uh, issues that we, that we deal with. Um, one of our smart city teams just started a couple of months ago, the so-called Hamburg box, which is a, which is a box for retailers and all different of like a career express and parcel. Uh, service providers where they can deliver um, without any restrictions parcels and uh, in order to distribute them to clients mm -hmm. so client clients can collect them on their way to work or back home um yeah besides that we have um also logistic uh, logistically driven uh, something like a micro depot you know which uh, which sets up uh, a logistical depot within a city and in order to to optimize the the last mile delivery um not by car but in order to change uh, the delivery on a on an e-bike or on a cargo bike and uh, what we what we do beside that is that we uh, we of course have a um have a project that is that is supporting the um well the last mile problem for for persons traveling um in order to take them from their home to the train station or from a train station back to their to their home place because that often is a hurdle for people to enter the public transport um network and um, besides that our our analytics team of course always supports us uh, with all kinds of information regarding passenger passenger movement or or traffic volumes and uh, last but not least there there is uh, our new service everyworks and uh, with everyworks we we want to provide co-working capacities right within uh, train stations and today at uh, berlin central station we have opened up uh, in september and we want to create and open up uh, uh, other co-working spaces 
uh, in a number of other train stations all throughout Germany. That's great. Uh, and of course, when you listening to you speaking about the train stations, I, I don't know about the other listeners, but of course, I'm also picturing in my head all the different train stations that I've been to, you know, from eating these great um, sausages in uh, German <laughs> train <laughs> stations to uh, really horrible experiences, especially in, in Eastern Europe, where I'm from, um, where you want to spend the least possible amount of time at this, the train <laughs> station as possible. Um, and I just couldn't help but compare them, of course, to airports, which somehow are all these very glamorous um, shopping centers uh, where, you know, as a kind of a second or afterthought, you also have some gates that take you to some airplanes. Um, mm. Is this somehow inspiring the work of, of Smart City or is that a, a totally different um, track uh, of, of trying to, to integrate um, train stations and make them somehow more attractive or, or hubs in, in the life of a city? Um, can you just give us a comparison whether this is fair or it's a very different uh, type of business? Well, I think it's a difficult question, but I think it's, diff it's different. Um, usually airports are outside of a city. So just you have some kind of, I would, I would call it selection of who actually is part of the, of the community that is uh, running around uh, in an airport. Mm -hmm. So a train station that is on the one hand, as I mentioned, it's a, it's a clear advantage for us because when the people arrive, we are right in the city. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, um, you have problems and that's also historically driven. There never were any, any limitations to people getting into train stations. It's an open, it's an open house, I would, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the kind of people that, that are, that are around a train station, um, and we all have probably uh, similar pictures uh, of that uh, in our mind. Um, it's it, it's very d difficult to really um, yeah protect those uh, those train stations from from people uh, everybody entering the train station and and actually not uh, taking care of the train station. So it's a quite it's quite a challenge. And yes, of course, we we need to we need to um, to take the challenge to be compared with with airports, but it's a it's a uh, yeah it's a tough challenge I would say. So um, the other question, of course, that comes to mind while recording this in uh, November 2020 is is the ongoing pandemic, which we know has totally disrupted and grounded air travel. Is this a uh, a chance for train travel or train stations, a new boost. Also with, I think, COVID, people have realized um, that there is actually some things we can do about climate change. We can be maybe more uh, working on um, video conferencing. Maybe we don't need to travel that much. People started appreciating the countryside. How has this pandemic impacted uh, train use and train travel and train stations and, and can you make any projections on whether some of these trends will be sustained uh, even beyond 2021 maybe? Um, well, in the first place, of course, the pandemic has hit us dramatically. That's, uh, that's clear. I mean, nobody is, or at least in comparison to the times before Corona, um, 
only little people are are, are taking the train. So it has it has uh, done huge damage to our to our group mm -hmm. as well and to the whole uh, transport uh, area. Um, besides that, well, COVID nineteen has 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 of course some positive effect uh, in in connection with uh, pushing positively on some of the trends that we had uh, before that, like like the climate trend. And yes, of course, it's, it's going to be a lot easier for, for Europe or Germany to, to reach uh, CO2 emission goals um, without anybody traveling but plane. But uh, on, the other, on the other hand, we need to, to ask for what price. So one year ago, nobody actually dared to think about Lufthansa getting into severe financial trouble. And I mean, there are a lot of jobs that depend on the aviation business as well. So... Um, there must be, uh, uh, well, between ecological and economical uh, goals, uh, a good and sustainable balance. So it's nothing that we, um, where we, where we in German say we, we lachen uns ins Fäustchen. Definitely not. I mean, there are jobs and, and people connected to that business. But of course, we, we hope that it's going to, to be a push to the to the train use and i mean this this balance uh, should include some restrictions on ourselves in connection with traveling and um, all of us have become some kind some kind of spoiled by having uh, always the full flexibility when traveling i mean um i think we do not need uh, two flights an hour from berlin to frankfurt that is uh, that's not necessary especially if the trip by train is usually only about 45 to one hour uh, shorter. And in my opinion, every individual should develop a greater seriousness with regards to sustainability and mobility as well. And um, flying within Germany, in my opinion, uh, is in regular cases absolutely not necessary. So, um, of course, here comes my but. And my but is in order to, uh, to say that we to to keep people from taking planes within Germany or to keep people from driving cars between cities or into the cities uh, you, we need to provide them with some some good product you know with some ecologically green and exciting and time saving and reliable alternative and uh, we need a product which adapts to to the traveler's needs uh, within trains, but also when the traveler has arrived at his destination, so all along the traveling chain. And um, therefore, we, we definitely see train travel as a major mode of transport in the future and uh, train stations as a very crucial mobility hub where, where customers will, will have more and more facilities um, in connection with work, in connection with life, like, like retail offers. And, and also overnight stays, for example. So how was the idea of EveryWorks, the co-working initiative born from the smart city uh, um, work? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and how, how does it work? How shall we imagine this initiative? And, and perhaps uh, how could we imagine a typical day in the life of an EveryWorks user? Well, originally the idea uh, was also born in, 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 in our uh, real estate area. So there were the first questions of how could we actually use our, uh, our uh, flats and all the space that we have at, uh, at our train stations or in our, in our group. So that's, that was the first, um, 
I would say, glimpse of idea that came up and that was de developed then and uh, taken up by a smart city. And, um, well, every works um, is is uh, something that that uh, has has everything that somebody needs who is is traveling and and who's uh, working at the same time. So we we provide a professional working environment that uh, might be that it's that's a single place. Uh, every single place is designed to really allow working. So you you can use your laptop in front of you regardless whether you are at a at a high desk or if you are sitting at a co-working table or if you're sitting in a lounge sofa. Um, besides that, we provide uh, special privacy uh, by by several telephone booths that we have uh, put into our space, and they will make sure that you um, can have confidential calls. And uh, I guess that happens quite a lot to everybody that when he's traveling, that he needs some some time to have a confidential call. Um, well, besides that, we uh, have meeting rooms that are that are uh, with with huge whiteboards and and Bluetooth screens and also flexible furniture, so they are well equipped. And besides that, we have a very professional and friendly operational team that is uh, that also supporting like the work experience. And um, my my usual day looks a bit a little, a little bit like. Uh, yeah, going going to the space. I'm living in Potsdam, so my first part is traveling by train. It takes me about 25 minutes, and I um, arrive, and it takes me only two 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 and a, two and a half minutes uh, to get up to the to the space. And uh, then usually I, I look for a nice nice place that which usually usually is the same that I use every day. This is in our so-called minute seat area. And uh, well, then I work, and if I do have uh, calls or video calls, I use our telephone booths. Uh, or once in a while, when we have meetings, we we take a real meeting room in order to work there and not to annoy anybody else who's uh, within our space. Um, yeah, and what I once in a while uh, like to do is really to sit down on on one of our sofas and have a nice coffee because our space is located in uh, in the tenth floor of the, our train station. So you have a wonderful view uh, above Berlin, and mm -hmm. uh, that is really worthwhile sitting down, relaxing, and enjoying the view for for a couple of minutes. That sounds great. And uh, am I right in in remembering that there's also an app? to yes, book exactly. the place, so, to, so there's a full digital integration with this mobility, right? Yeah, so I would say these, these are the two major um, specifics or, or USPs for EveryWorks. And the one, as I mentioned, is that we are located right within uh, the, the train station, in this case, Berlin Central Station, and uh, therefore with, within one of the busiest mobility spots in the city. And, uh, well... I think everybody is is thankful who's traveling then that he does not need to walk anywhere far and does not spend too much time looking for a good place to work. Um, that saves that saves a lot of time and lets you work very effectively, and that is thanks to our location right in the in the train station. And besides that, as you said, um, we we try to do a very digital approach. So we created our own app, and with this app, after after registration, 
uh, you can easily access our working space and uh, you enter the space, uh, your, your billing starts, you look for your uh, ideal spot where you want to work. And after you've worked and you check out, um, then you get uh, your, your billing right via your app into your, into your mail account. So this is something that uh, we think makes it very flexible and comfortable for, for the user. Absolutely. Um, and, and so what is the plan going forward? You, uh, you, so I guess the, the idea would be to have a, an EveryWorks uh, co-working space in at least all the major cities, train stations across Germany and perhaps in other cities in Europe as well? Well, no, DB, <laughs> DB uh, it sounds pretty nice, actually. But uh, DB, of course, has international connections uh, with, with the trains, of course. But we don't have any infrastructure outside of Germany that would be would be suitable for that. And therefore, no, Europe is uh, is not part of our plan. But uh, Germany, of course, is uh, is uh, our home market. Uh, we have a great number and variety of train stations in all Germany. So our plan is to roll out every works in, in most relevant cities in Germany. And um, the, as some stations uh, take, take Frankfurt, take Hamburg, take Munich, uh, Stuttgart, um, so the big stations, as these are undergoing now either reconstructions or are, uh, are being built right now. Mm -hmm. um, so during the upcoming years, we will not be able to open uh, every works uh, spaces uh, there within the next three, four years. So that's, uh, that's uh, of course, not so easy for us to to uh, to do um as we need to wait so nevertheless um today our our co-working spaces and all our concept is already um, part of the construction planning of uh, those new stations so as soon as they go into operation we will be able to um, provide also our everyworks product and in the meantime, um, our goal is uh, to provide um, our users with an interim solution. And uh, this interim solution will also be located either in the train station or very close to the train station. And uh, so going back from, from the bigger cities, um, we also have a city approach um, where we talk uh, with uh, with communities, for example, about uh, realizing co-working spaces more in the outskirts of cities or even in rural areas. And here we have the goal to to provide users with an with an alternative to to home office or to avoid their traveling into the city every day. Absolutely, um, because just listening to you, I was thinking about how. Um, uh, you know, the pandemic is also influencing the trend about distributed teams. And even if the main suggestion is for people to work from home to reduce transmission of the virus, a lot of people can't work from home or don't want to work from home. And also going forwards, I think after the pandemic, there will be people who will say, actually, I would like to work from somewhere which is a professional working environment close to where I live or where my kids go to school or, you know, where I'm based and not necessarily do the long commute to the headquarters if I don't need to. But um, I would like to have a, a nice environment. So having these 
satellite offices or third places of work, uh, I think we'll definitely see a boom uh, once, you know, the this critical stage of, of the infection is over because people have um, understood that they can work remotely and managers have also learned that they can manage remotely as well. Yeah, I think that that is probably the hardest part uh, that a lot of uh, managers were not willing to accept that uh, that is the case. So I think that is the biggest hurdle that uh, that is overcome now that everybody sees, yes, it does work. And uh, as you said, I think there are different, uh, it's a different mindset of people or the people are different. Uh, so they, uh, they can work at home, some can, but there are others who can't. And uh, let's, let's uh, think about having, having young children or having, as in my case, a dog, you know, sometimes annoying. Um, so they don't have the perfect environment to really work at home so we think that could be a very good alternative to to allow people uh, in their in their neighborhood to to work and to save time by not traveling to the company's office yes and, and also i think help counter the urbanization trend um and and distribute also where people spend the money uh, where are they going to get their coffee where are mm -hmm. they going to get their lunch what gym are they going to subscribe to where are they going to maybe get some newsletters or the pharmacies i think this can all really help with better redistribution of of wealth and and opportunity yes i think there of course it takes a lot i mean that is uh, the expect expectation is uh, quite high uh, to expect that from a from a co-working space, of course, but if there really is a is a trend, and we we uh, only can realize some some of those uh, co-working spaces in connection with the community, because just from the economically uh, economical side, it's very tough to to have a co-working space of a of a limited size to to get it really uh, profitable. So we work together with communities, think about what is a good location, where could be a good location, and um, after that, you need some more movement in, uh, in like like kindergarten, mm. like uh, shops, like um, yeah, whatever is necessary to to really create some kind of environment uh, and livable uh, environment. Yeah. As as soon as you create that, I think then there will be some kind of of pull effect that the people don't need to 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 move into the city anymore and start spending time spending their life and spending money in that uh, in that area yeah absolutely so to imagine it is in a kind of an ecosystem exactly uh, mm -hmm. great now before we go to the last question uh, may i ask you Burkhard, to share with listeners the websites or the websites uh, they can go to to learn about smart city to learn about everyworks and maybe also some information about where they can reach out to you mm-hmm yeah, sure. Um, our our homepage is everyworks.de, and we have uh, also uh, LinkedIn channels. So uh, one is uh, Smart City DB. So it's the abbreviation of Deutsche Bahn, Smart City DB. And of course, I'm I'm active uh, if time allows <laughs> on on LinkedIn. So you find me uh, at uh, at LinkedIn under my name, of course. Thank you very much. So now coming to the last question, um, where we always try to tap into the 
uh, insights and and the and the the creativity of our guests if i could ask you you know what would be your kind of key argument to convince managers employers senior managers that they should think about allowing or or, or uh, enlarging their office space offering to employees you know to think larger than just you know the office or perhaps the home of the of the uh, employee but but to think maybe more creatively and and integrating maybe this whole concept of co-working or every works into their their um offering of workspace or places of work what would be your your kind of main argument um well i think employee employers should be as flexible as possible. That's probably um, what I would advise. And they should trust their employees and and provide a well-balanced set of of, uh, home office, of uh, working in the company's uh, own office and uh, also granting granting access to to co-working spaces. Of course, we are happy if it's everywhere, but there are also others and uh, they should have an offer of uh, of access to co-working spaces close where the people live and um, from our own experience and at least my experience i can say that um, working in a in a co-working space uh, usually feels a little bit like like a working working offsite you know and uh, in 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 a workshop and usually i have the impression that that actually improves uh, creativity and Mm -hmm. that is probably what employers really want from their employees that's great and i think that's so true you know have you know having worked in co-working spaces for a number of years now i can i can i can definitely confirm that that because it feels a little bit new and it mm-hmm. you know every time you go there's somehow new people or you sit at a new desk it really forces you to to adopt a, a bit of a, mm. a new perspective to your work, mm. actually, every, every time. So I, I can totally confirm that that's how it is. Mm. <laughs> Wonderful. It's a permanent, permanent change that you actually see and that keeps your, keeps your mind vital. Totally. Well, thank you so much, Burkhardt, for you know, being a guest, uh, uh, coming on the podcast. I, I really enjoyed this conversation and, and learning from you about uh, this this aspect of our working lives that we rarely talk about actually on the work life hub podcast which is commuting which is you know travel train travel and and also of course presenting every works and i just want to really wish you the best of success going forward and i i'm looking forward to finally traveling again and and trying <laughs> one of them out in in germany the next time i'm there <laughs> yeah yeah thank you thank you very much agnes and of course yeah that's uh, that's an invitation so next time you're in berlin just uh, let me know and uh, try every works uh, we will be there so i'm looking forward and thank you for for your wishes i think uh, yeah that uh, the, the most important wish probably is to everybody that uh, we somehow get uh, get arranged with uh, covid now and then i think uh, they, we should have a good future great thank you so much well you're welcome thank you very much for taking the time and listening to this very insightful and interesting conversation with uh, burkhardt about everyworks and the uh, train stations and 
co-working spaces around train stations. And, you know, we mentioned something quite interesting in this, uh, in this podcast conversation, which was about the skills of managers of managing a remote team, but also understanding how commuting and daily travel or business travel even comes into play for people's work-life integration. And so I wanted to draw your attention to the book that Zoltan Vodketi and I co-authored. It's called One Life. It's available on our website, worklifehub.com. Um, where we give specific instructions and guidelines on how managers can learn to manage a distributed team, how they can take into consideration the commuting and travel needs of their employees, what is the framework for work-life integration that they can draw on to, to ensure that employees are having a better well-being, having a better balance between their commuting and their work, and how third places of work or co-working spaces can come into place here. If you have any questions or have any uh, ideas for future podcast guests, please do not hesitate to contact us on info at worklifehub.com. And looking forward to having you on the next episode.